Anxiety is a normal emotion. It is the brain's way of reacting to stress and alerting us of potential danger. Anxiety disorder, on the other hand, is a group of mental illnesses caused by constant and overwhelming anxiety and fears that are strong enough to interfere with and cripple daily activities. Good morning. You are listening to Mind Space on Radio Now 95.3 FM, where we explore mind health and mind matters one edition at a time. I am Tommy Ulugbemi. Today, we will have an in-depth conversation about anxiety disorders, their causes, triggers, and how they can be treated. You'll hear from Anu Ojo, the in-house psychologist at the Initiative for Equal Rights. But first, let's hear from Tamara, a 26-year-old Nigerian, on her experience with anxiety. The first time I ever had something close to an anxiety attack, I was in an examination hall. It was, we were writing philosophy and logic. For some reason, it were, I, I panicked 30 minutes into the exam and I thought I was out of time. I couldn't breathe. Like My heart started to beat so fast. I thought mm, I had 10 more minutes to submit my paper. I don't even remember if I was wearing a watch or not, but that happened and I just, all my thoughts froze. I just started feeling nervously, hurried through it, submitted my papers, went outside and tried to breathe. It took me 15 minutes to realize that I had over an hour left of the exam and it was horrible. Needless to say, I failed. Reached again, got an A. Yes. But the point was, that was my first ever official anxiety attack and it had to do with time. Over the years, I have had to come down of a, from a bus. I was on my way somewhere. I stopped two bus stops before because I got this massive anxiety attack that just told me I missed my stop and it was horrible. And at first, I couldn't really find the underlying theme in all of this. Like, why am I, why is this happening to me? Really, why is this happening to me? Because I used to think it came out of nowhere. But I've come to realize something. Time is really important to me. I like to plan ahead. I like to be calm. If I'm worried about something, it really manifests in one way or the other. I don't like phone calls. If you call me before I take up, before I can answer the phone, I go through this one minute, very quick panic session. Where I'm thinking, what's happening? Is everything okay? What does this person want to say now? That was Tamara from Lagos talking about her experience with anxiety. Up next is Anu Jideojo, the in-house psychologist at the Initiative for Equal Rights. I start by asking her to define anxiety. Anxiety is basically your body's natural response to danger. Basically, when your body anticipates an emergency or anticipates danger, there are there are some physiological and psychological responses that it gives in order for you to give like an adaptive response. Like if you feel like um, there's traffic on the road or there's something that scares you, your your mind goes into action to prepare you, right? And mm. that might be in form of if you see a house on fire for one, you start running helter skelter to put the fire out. That feeling of like getting into action is driven by a sense of fear or a sense of anxiety. So it's basically your body's natural response to danger or an emergency. Is there a difference between being anxious, for instance, and having 
an anxiety disorder? Yes, there's a difference. Okay, being anxious is a natural response to danger. It's supposed to be adaptive. For example, when we were kids, we got curious about fire, and then we kind of like put our hands in there. But if someone else, to, but like after that first experience, if someone else tries to tease you about like putting your hand in fire, there'll be like this reluctance to put it there. That feeling is anxiety, right? Or if you're trying to cross the road and you look left and you look right and you still hesitate and you look left and you look right again, it's still an adaptive response because you know that this might be potentially dangerous and you want to make sure that you're covered on all bases. But when it's an anxiety disorder, on the other hand, it is not adaptive. There is no emergency. There is nothing that you're responding to. It's just fear without a connection to anything physically there or psychologically there. So it's just like... um, Giving like a an emergency response to a non emergent situation. That is a quick way to sum up any anxiety disorder. Okay, and what are the um, causative factors for anxiety disorders? Are, are are people born with them or do they develop them through experiences of trauma, etc.? Yes, it's a combination of both. It's a combination of both. Some people have experienced anxiety disorders all their life because they've had to um, put in some coping mechanisms based on how they were trained as kids. If the childhood was like less than ideal, or if they went through like a traumatic situation. For example, um, 2010-20 was a very traumatic situation, and I imagine that people that were on site or people that watched it live may experience PTSD, which is a form of anxiety disorder. So there are different things that create an anxiety disorder. So, yeah. Are there types of anxiety disorders, or is it just a one-size-fits-all? No, um, anxiety disorder is an umbrella term for a range of um, of disorders. So PTSD falls under it, phobia falls under it. Um, PTSD is post-traumatic stress disorder. Phobias like social phobia, um, fear of height, any form of phobia basically. Obsessive compulsive disorder falls under it. Generalized anxiety disorder where you're just afraid of anything and everything without it being so it's like a fear of the unknown and a fear of the future. That is also under an anxiety disorder. So it's also under the umbrella. Hmm. So it's just like an umbrella term for a range of um, situations. Okay, so how how do people with anxiety disorder get help? What, What are the steps towards getting help? Um, the Quick answer to it um, can be therapy. If you have access to therapy, that is a good start because different disorders have different interventions attached to it. Um, Off the top of my head, some things that people generally recommend are relaxation exercises. So what a relaxation exercise would do is to shift your mind away from an emergency mode to a non-emergency mode so that you can process the situation and know that this thing that is triggering this set of behavior is not an emergency. I can engage with it and I am safe. So relaxation and exercises work, journaling works, um, taking long walks, things that basically restores you from that sense of um, constant agitation and constant pressure to a sense where you can actively process the situation and know that hey, I'm fine and I'm safe and I don't need to take on these adaptive skills that my body has built to protect myself. 
So, but at the but therapy is always a good start. Yes. And does it ever get to the points where people need to be medicated? Uh, yes, 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 yes. Sometimes, mm-hmm. yes. But that's where like a psychiatrist comes in mm-hmm. when they see that it is severe. Um, yes, there might be a point where they might get medicated. People often say that anxiety, not all the time, but sometimes comes together um, with having depression. Is this is this true? Yes, depression and anxiety are very comorbid. So sometimes the the fact that you're constantly in that emergency mode, or the fact the consequences of having an anxiety disorder might lead to depression. For example, if someone is experiencing obsessive compulsive disorder, and they can't adequately explain that to their romantic partners, and they found that oh, because of that they can't keep a job or go out or do any of these things, it might impact their relationship. And that relationship falling apart can lead to depression. Or the fact that you're experiencing depression and you just know that, oh, I'm worried about my partner not being able to understand what clinical depression looks like. That The fact that I'm fine it doesn't mean that tomorrow I might not be able to get out of bed. And that fear can devolve into a form of anxiety. So it sort of hold hands with each other. Could you please expand a bit about obsessive compulsive disorder? What, what does that mean? So obsessive compulsive disorder, it comes with having obsessions, that is having thoughts, right? Mm. And because of those thoughts, you feel the pressure to relieve those thoughts. That pressure is called compulsion. And then when that compulsion, so it's a cycle, it starts with like obsessive thoughts. You try to calm those obsessive thoughts by being compelled to carry out compulsive action. And then because the compulsive action gives like a momentary state of rest, whenever the obsessive thoughts come up again, you feel the need to, you feel compelled mm. to carry out the action. So that cycle continues over and over again. It's not, um, oh, I, I don't, I don't like, um, dirty, dirty environment. I'm, I have OCD or oh, well, I'm a perfectionist. I have OCD. Mm. You don't know. That's, it's, it's, it has been, that's been a very bastardized term. If you have OCD, you you wouldn't be so excited about it because mm. it is obsessive and meaning that it will not stop mm. at two pm if you're obsessed if you have OCD about security because of a traumatic situation, even if you know that you lock the door, even if your door is fifteen miles away from where you are, you would walk those fifteen miles to confirm that that door is locked and that is in itself very distressing and very maladaptive. So that is like how OCD um, works. Say someone with an anxiety disorder is listening right now, what would you tell them? I will say that um, if you're experiencing shame, there's nothing to be ashamed of. Your body is trying to protect you. That is what an anxiety disorder is. It might be... It might be working a bit too hard to protect you, mm. but know that your body is basically doing its best to protect you. And with therapy, you can get the skills that is needed to interact with those thoughts and interact with your emotions and collaborate with your body better to reduce the distress or increase your resilience to the situation and you'll be fine. And I'm waiting for you. Even though things have changed in the last four to five years, there's still a stigma around mental health in Nigeria. So I think, I, I suppose the question is, how do we tackle this? How do we fight the stigma? 
I think we can fight the stigma by normalizing it in our small circle. Like, it's, we, yes, the big campaigns help and having conversations on social media help. But normalizing saying, I'm not fine if you're not fine. Mm. Normalize saying that I'm overwhelmed if you're overwhelmed. Like, normalizing um, the fact that if you, if you need to take medication for malaria, you can take medication for depression, you can take the medication for anxiety. Mm. Normalize that if you need to be hospitalized for cancer, you can also be hospitalized for um, PTSD or hospitalized for schizophrenia. And normalize like um, talking about other ranges of disorders outside of depression and anxiety because there are some that aren't so cosmetic mm. and aren't so you know palatable. Like have a conversation about them too. Like bring it into the dinner table, bring it into any phone call that you're talking about. And that is how it gets destigmatized. Like, just normalize it mm-hmm. and say that it's, it's okay to go through any of these things. That was Anu Jide Ojo, the in-house psychologist at the Initiative for Equal Rights, talking about anxiety and anxiety disorders. As Anu said, there is no shame in having anxiety. It's okay not to be okay. If you're having a rough go at life and you feel like nobody understands, I want you to know that although all our experiences differ, we can always find common ground in some of our joys and indeed in some of our sufferings. Help is around the corner in form of a friend, a doctor, a beautiful song. Smell your flowers. Your friends and family are everywhere holding them to your nose. On your final note here on Mind Space on Radio Now 95.3 FM, here is open up by Coldplay. Fixing up a car, driving it again. Searching for the water, hoping for the rain Up and up Up and up Down upon the canvas, working in a meal Waiting for a chance to pick an Irish field Up and up Up and up See a bird form a diamond in a rough See a bird soaring high But the flood is in your blood in your blood Underneath the storm And I'm really saying Sitting with the boys It takes away the pain Up and up Up and up